0: If you are an estate agent, letting agent, or someone who is interested in the property market, then this, the UK Property Market Stats Show, is for you. Each week, um, I bring on a special guest. Today, we've got Ian White. We'll come to you in a second, Ian. And what we do is we look at the statistics of what's happening in the UK property market. For those of you who've not watched the show before, the vast majority of statistics that are out there, look at the bottom end of the funnel of the UK property market, looking at sales that were agreed, you know, the, the land registry, the things that get published, you know, now are looking at sales that took place nine or twelve, nine or ten months ago. The the Halifax and Nationwide are looking at uh, statistics are looking at sales that took place six months ago. We're looking at right here, right now, looking at the statistics of week 34. For the purposes of this, week 34 is. Monday, the 21st of August, all the way through to Sunday, the 27th of August, inclusive. Today, I'm joined by Ian White, who's one of the biggest names in UK estate agency. Um, He used to be big in the game at uh, Leaders Romans, uh, Romans, who are a fantastically huge estate agent in the the home counties. And a few years ago, he set up by himself, and now he's got the finger of the pulse talking to, he's the non-executive director of many estate agents, um, and he's also um a um a guru, a coach, and a guide for some of the biggest estate agents around the u k. So what he doesn't know about estate agents he isn't worth knowing. Ian, thanks for joining us today on week thirty four of the stat show. My pleasure, Chris, thank you for having me on. Uh, well, it's not your it's not your first rodeo. you've I think you've been on four or five of these, and you've always offer excellent value for money for the people watching this. So I think what we'll do with no uh, word of lies, lie is we'll jump in just for anyone that hasn't seen the show before. The, the show is in three sections. The first section is we're looking at the UK property market, looking at the stats of listings, price reductions, sale agrees, um, and the average uh, stats around that. And why is that important? Because if there's too many listings, there's too, many, too much stock. If there's too much stock, properties on the market, then prices will go down. And obviously the other way around, if there's not enough stock and, too many, and not enough buyers, again, the, the prices will go down. We're going to look at price reductions, and we're going to look at what's actually selling. So without no and then the second part is we look at the regional, and then the third part is we look at a town or a city. And this week, we are going to the esteemed capital of Gatwick Airport, which is Crawley. I don't know if you've ever been there, Ian.
1: Yes, I have been to Crawley. I've had clients in Crawley. I know know, uh, a little bit about the market. It's it's quintessentially the southeast of England market. It's uh, as quintessential as
0: it could get, I should think. Excellent. Well, so we'll be looking at that a little bit later. So I think what we'll do is let's dive in and let's go and have a look at the statistics. So as always, we start off with listings. Um, Can you see my screen there, Ian?
1: I can. Yes. Thank you, Chris. Yep, Yep. 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 So
0: what we'll just do is we'll just have a whiz through the listings now. And then uh, we can then just break them down. So that's where we are with listings things uh, year to date. And we can the pink line is 2023. All the other lines are 1980 and 17. Um, we've got um, the listings, as I said, accumulatively year to date, the average price of a property that's come on the market and the actual numbers in week 34 compared to the other week 34s of um, of, of the relevant years back to 2017. So far away. Ian. What, you, what are you seeing here, mate?
1: Uh, in general terms, I mean the, the pink line there is surprisingly starting to tail off a little bit, but because obviously you tend to judge the market by how many properties are for sale at any given time. And right now there is no shortage of of choice available to buyers, which is a good thing. Um take slight humbridge, not humbridge. I, I will challenge you a little bit on saying there are too many listings. I don't I don't think you can ever have too many. Um I'm not entirely sure there's such a thing as too many. There are there is there is too many listings that are at the wrong price. Um but uh, so I'm a little bit surprised to see the pink line tailing off, because I would have to report on behalf of my clients, listings remain strong, even for August, um, even comparing August with previous August. Um, listings have been strong. So that's slightly out of kilter with what I'm seeing on a personal level on the ground floor. Um, that listings have been good, you know, where, where the challenge has been, has been turning those listings into sales that go through. I think you're absolutely right.
0: So, again, um Probably, instead of too many listings that I'm not saying just to give you an idea of where we where we stand um at this moment in t- um at the, on the 31st of July there were 641,000 properties for sale in uh in the UK and when we went into January it was 528 so therefore we've seen a, a, an uplift um of, of about 120 about 100,000 um interestingly if we compare um July against previous July, it was 468 in 21 and 451. So again, back and again, we said this, I said this last week, is the best way to keep an eye on the property market in your locality is how many properties are available for sale, and then how many properties are sold to the contract, and keep an eye on both numbers and the ratio between the two. And then you'll be able to see the trend of the marketplace. Um, let's get back. Um let's get back to to the uh, to the graphs um, but again you know it is the summer months and if you actually look at the previous you know the previous months of 17 18 and 19 she does drift off slightly nationally because um, you know it's the summer periods.
1: I'm looking at naturally there I mean and we are re- we are returning to what has been the natural estate where well, it appears that we're returning to what has been over many years the natural estate agency calendar some of the august during Covid were very unusual and very big and very different um but as a rule yes of course you know it tails off during during august it picks up nicely September October then it starts it slow down towards Christmas and we are you know we are in something akin to a normal pattern Possibly for very abnormal reasons, but but we are we are nevertheless starting to see a fairly normal pattern in the marketplace.
0: Interestingly, the average price of a property coming on the market this week is four hundred and five thousand. Last week it's three nine four. The week before four o eight, and the week before that four twelve, with a long term average of four thirty. That has actually and I, I know we I published the graph last week that number has actually been slowly dropping when you consider that the average value of a property coming on the market average asking price during the summer was four hundred and fifty one thousand that doesn't mean that house prices have dropped in any way what it does mean is that the average price of a property coming on the market so it's obvious that there are there were bigger houses more expensive houses coming on the market in the sub in the in the summer, compare uh, sorry late spring, because if you actually, I've got some stats. I I haven't, I haven't got them for the show this week, but um, the average pound per square foot hasn't dropped ten percent. So it just means that there no, are. I
1: mean, outs- I mean, house prices have dropped a touch. There's no doubt some areas more than others. I mean, house prices have dropped a little bit, but what has changed is the dynamic of the type of properties coming to the market has slightly shifted from bigger stuff coming on that has either now sold or, or is stuck on the market or has withdrawn or gone back to being let or whatever, it, you know, it's gone back to some other position in the market. Um, but the actual churn in the market is in the mid to lower end of the market. And those people are bringing their houses to, it's a good thing because it is that it is that end of the market that that, that, that is still reasonably fluent. Um, and first time buyers are enjoying the fact that there is choice, enjoying the fact that there is value. Enjoying the fact that they can negotiate. My own son's just put an offering on a property, you know, that he wouldn't have done a year ago because he, he wouldn't have had the choice. He couldn't have got it at that price. Um, and, and he wouldn't have been able to negotiate, I think, twenty-five, thirty thousand off the asking price. Yes, he's the, the, the one fly in the ointment, he's having to fix his mortgage at a slightly different rate than he would have done three or four years ago. But in a couple of years, when that's all said and done, he'll just refinance. So it's a great time for first-time buyers, or even possibly investors in certain parts of the country, uh, if you cash, or, or you've got very large amounts of cash in terms of the percentage of purchase price. It's a great time to be going into the market to maximise your yields and your, uh, your your potential upswing on the capital value in the years to come, because you're buying somewhere near the bottom of the market.
0: I mean, interestingly, and again, I can only I can only look at Q2. But it surprises an awful lot of people that the number of buy-to-let properties bought in Q2 2023 is only 22% lower than it was in Q2 2022. the The issue is is that more landlords are selling up, and you know, um, uh, yeah, the numbers. I've, I've got the stats, and again, I'm not. I don't want to bore this into a stat fest, but the numbers of landlords selling up because we're looking at the capital gains uh, receipts has gone up by about 56 percent so there
1: is no there is no doubt some landlords are leaving the space partly cyclically because it's in line with when the buy to let market started to boom so those people are reaching the retirement age or the age that they were always going to the baby boomers that got this thing going in the first place this buy to let marketplace they're reaching a natural cycle but of course there are there are some definite factors that are pushing others out of the rental market um, but interestingly, we start to see accidental landlords return to the market, so that balance might start to re... Very much so. I'm,
0: I'm, as you know, I ghostwrite articles for agents, and um, we've done an article last week where we actually, we filtered out all the student lets and looked at the upper quartile, because that tends to be the houses that tend, accidental landlords tend tend to be on, and in most locations, the number of upper, the upper quartile rental properties has gone up by about... 60 65 percent in the last two years yeah, i think i'll be down to house prices their rental prices yeah
1: yeah talking. i think i think i think let to let and let to buy will will grow um as people you know that maybe made this rush in the covid years to buy properties maybe over I, i'm probably a classic example i i probably would, would would end up moving away from where i am but the house is about one hundred and fifty thousand less than i paid for it well that's just life I i bought it in a I bought it in a peak market and I, I bought it under peak conditions, under peak pressure and paid the price. Um, but if I wanted to sell it now, um, I, 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 you know, I probably would have to reduce it by hundred to 150,000 pounds to get, to get the job done, but I would then be able to go and reinvest in the market. So it's like, um, as long as I've got the equity and I can get my headspace around the loss, but a lot of people can't get their headspace around the loss. Um, in fact, I'm not sure I can. So, in those circumstances you you can still facilitate a move by let to let or let to buy under the right circumstances so that's if you're an estate agent watching this and you want to point your marketing and your connection piece talk to people who might be thinking about let to let or let to buy because their value is less than 2 3 years ago um because they might want to talk to you so if you engage with them with information and advice on how to you know ha- how to facilitate those types of moves using your mortgage brokers as, a, as and your letting agent as a as, a, as an expert conduit, um, you're going with the flow because those people are coming into the market thick and fast. And again, I think where
0: a clever estate agent would say, right, Ian, where exactly are you looking to buy? And you might say Chiswick. Let's just use that as an example. And then a good estate agent would actually say, well, hold on a second. The one, if you're moving to Chiswick, yes, you've had to drop yours 150, but the one you want to buy has gone down 175.
1: So actually you're better off. Yes, what tends to happen is, is the agent will look at what I paid for it and just tell me that's what it's worth, which is just complete crap. They end up with it on the market at the wrong price. Um, you know, so there, there's a huge educational piece within the estate agency sector, and there's a whole lot of people in the estate agency sector that do not appear to be able to deliver the truth, e because it's negative. Um, and and that's causing a problem. I mean, that you know, that is causing a problem in the market because if I'm a layman and and, and you know, uh, and what I'm hearing is the price uh, as my deciding factor, which some people sadly do. Um, and I'm hearing that same price from two or three agents. Therefore, I'm getting less and less reason to doubt it. And then the real professional comes along and tells me the truth. Um, then then, of course, I may be minded to go with the other agent. And the problem is the they all want to win it. So they just start bidding. Sit and win it, win it second time round, win it third time round. Well, not third time, but but win it second time round, or, or don't win it when it isn't going to be a fee, it's a cost. Um, but it's a real problem because it's choking the market up. Because there's no problem, if you add up the commission opportunities that exist in the in the sale drawers of the state agents. We, 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 we could eclipse last year's numbers if we just get our act together and get those at the right price now, between now and Christmas, and get the sales going. because... We've proven time and time again, there is no shortage of buyers. If you get a property on at the right price, August, not August, high interest rates, low interest rates, medium interest rates, Berkshire, North, Surrey, you know, doesn't matter where you are, get the price right and the buyers will come in their drove. Um, it sounds so
0: got- like the state agents, we're, we're our own worst enemy, mate. That Our, our need and I- love for, for the listing is, is actually, you know, we're shooting ourselves in the foot.
1: We are, and we're skewing the stats, you know, because if you're, if you're seeing lots of listings coming on, you know, what will be happening is the percentage of those listings that are going under offer and turning into a fee will be declining. Um, so, so the holy grail of having big fat for sale draws isn't bearing the fruit for the people it should be bearing fruit for because they're not seeing the process through um, and, and they're, they're winning the instruction under the wrong circumstances. Now, a vendor that's been told the wrong price is harder to shift from one that is only ever told the truth um you know we blame vendors they're not committed they won't reduce their price they they they, they still think you know the amount of times i hear there's a discord between you know expectation and reality the discord is not with the customer the discord is with the estate agent and themselves um it's interesting um The amount of times I will, on behalf of an agent, actually call some of their clients and go through the pricing process, either with an audience watching me do it or, um, you know, with it being filmed or whatever else. And and most of the clients will say to me, why hasn't anyone told me this before? They don't get angry. They're they're, they're not going to – most of them won't. I mean, some do. I mean, obviously, but it's a touchy subject. But the client isn't in denial, the estate agent's in denial of either the truth or the bravery of telling the truth. Um, and that's where I think we need legislation or some form of punitive measure that, that penalises overvaluation, because it's a real problem.
0: Fantastic insight. Ladies and gentlemen, you can see why uh, uh, Ian is a regular contributor to the show. He's fantastic insight. Right, let's get back to the stats, because it's called the Stat Show. Um, the average price of a property being reduced this week is 3.80, which is pretty average. It's been hanging around the three eighty three. 3.80, 3- Last week, 376, 379, 388, 404 So, just shows you the, the the average price of a property being reduced. That is the average price. And again, some it's got a message in is Chris. Why do you talk about averages and not medians? Well, to be brutally honest with you, there are some aspects of stats that where the median is better, somewhere that where the average. These stats come from twenty CI, so they go down the average route. And as I said to them. The magic thing is this, it doesn't really matter how it is worked out. It is the movement of the figures that is the most important to give a, a flavour.
1: I, I, I would also say, for you know, this gives a flavour and a picture for agents to understand the direction of travel and to build their strategies now for now, the medium term and the long term. And that, that's important that they understand these stats. These stats are very important to agents and simply weren't available five, six years ago. But then, you know, go and talk to people like uh, Data Loft, and, and get them to, to to give you a regional piece. Um, work with people like you, Chris, and get their own towns into these charts, so that they can talk to the residents of Crawley about what's happening in Crawley. Um, you know, this this is just an i this is just an, a, a a landing page, if you like. It's just a simple spreadsheet of information put into nice graphics so that you can get an idea of the direction of travel. But what you really wanna know is what's happening where I am in my postcodes, where where I derive my income, the market that feeds my family, that puts profit on the table. Um, because you need to become experts in your market more than ever. One, to avoid overvaluation. Um, and, and, and two, the client needs an expert, because if you get it wrong and you put their house on at the wrong price, you possibly, if the direction of travel continues as it is, Your actions will cost your people thousands. Well, they won't thank you for it and they certainly won't forget you for it.
0: That's the uh, insight. Let's move on to sales and um, gross sales this week. We sold 20,304 properties. In the UK, the week before, 20,382, week before, 20,600, the week before, 21,1, week before, 21,4, week before, 21,7. Interestingly, the average in the spring, which was the good times, 24,164 is what the spring was. So we're nowhere near the spring figures, but again, we wouldn't expect to because spring is always a good time. Um,
1: what's your thoughts on this one, Ian? Uh, I, I think one of your slides later on might show the difference between this August and previous August, but but and I think that's probably a more telling piece because we we, we are just entering into a normal pattern. I think August has been surprisingly robust because if you'd have asked me pre-August, I'd have said August was going to be a real problem for estate agents because it's a natural downturn anyway. That natural turn downturn going with the you know the backlog, the 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 backstory of where we come from and all all the pressures that have built up in the market. Um, but I think, I think, I think all it means is my, you know, my experience has been that if you have a down cycle of, of transactional volumes, then you have an up cycle. We've come through the up cycle. We're now paying a little bit of the price, but I think we're now nearer the end and the deepness of the down cycle is nowhere near what the mayor has said it was going to be. Um, and, and I'm already starting to see agents readying their stock for the sort of September push where they're you know relaunching stuff they've taken stuff off the market they've got it held they've re-photographed reassessed price reassessed stretches a whole lot of stuff going to be coming back into the marketplace um so i i i I think the good agents are in a good place i i and and i'd be interested to see but i I don't know i think we're sort of holding water against previous august okay
0: so if we look at this graph here um in turn we are so you've got we're not comparing ourselves on gross sales to 21, 22. No point, yeah, waste of time, okay. yeah, waste of time. we you want to compare real. it on net sales because we're above board, but if we're actually looking at gross sales, you can see that on average, so we've got up here, so the average gross sales in 17, 18 and 19, we're hovering around the 23 mark, 23,500 per week, and at the moment we are running at 20,000. So therefore, we are running about 8 or 9% off, um, tw- uh, 17, 18, and 19 figures, and we've been running that. We've been running at that sort of level. Okay, in the spring we were we were in the mix, as you can see here, we were in the mix, and then we went through the ups and downs of the roller coaster of Easter and bank holiday weekends. Again, just let's just remind ourselves we are about to go into a bank holiday weekend with next with this next show, so she's going to dip. So just be aware it is going to dip because it has it has done in the in the other years.
1: Um. I'd have taken. I think I, I'd have taken this, wouldn't you? You know, start of the year with all the doom. Yeah, great. I, I, I think it's remarkably robust. It's you know the the, the agents that will talk about. Sorry, agents, the the negative guys that want to get grab the headlines to talk about forty percent. They're talking about forty percent off of. They're, they're correct. They they are quoting correct stats, but they're deliberately they're doing it from that one million and twenty, which is which is in twenty twenty one. Well, that was a freak year, um, you know, to compare it to that. But you know, to be down seven or eight percent on transactional volumes, which is the biggest threat to our industry. It's not, it's not anything other than that. That is the single biggest threat to the sales side of the industry. Lettings has got different challenges. Um, you know, to be down 7 or 8% when you consider what's happened to interest rates, what's happened to the economy, what's happened to, um, you know, we've still got a bit of the effects of Brexit, what's happened to the workplace, what's happened to all the things that are, you know, a, a, a fiscal drag on, on what we're trying to achieve. I think that's remarkably robust. Um, incredibly robust um, and it's because that simple thing is that we've still got supply and demand in, in favour of the seller in fact, it's just that the demand needs to be tickled with a really good price point point. Um, and that means so the responsibility of the estate agent is put it on at the right price put it on at the right price and return, be, be brave enough to turn it down at the wrong price because every, guys, every time you as an estate agent allow the, a wrong price property into the market you are killing your income you are, you are clogging up the system. You, yes, you might go and tick a box. Yes, you might hit a target. Yes, you might be the champion and you might get up and get a bottle of champagne at the end of the quarter for listing the most. But ultimately, you're killing your payday. Um, and you're hurting the industry's good reputation by letting people down. If, if we knowingly tell them the wrong price and then and then they end up selling for less or not selling at all, you're hurting yourself, the brand, and everybody else that goes with it. So... I, I I feel very strongly that overvaluation is where is where legislation is most needed in our industry. Um b- because it, it really does cost people thousands if you get it wrong. It, it, in a decline. Um it costs them thousands. Okay, let's move through to
0: um cell fall throughs. Um the cell fall throughs are presently running at a just we just as I said before. We this week 6,145, week before 5,9, five, 5,8, five, week before 6,1, 5,9, 6,4, 6,3, 6,4, 6,4. So we're nowhere near as bad as we were in those fabled uh, June, early July when we had the issues with the Bank of England pulling up that half percent. That's boot the market a little bit, obviously, near nowhere near as bad as the as is in Q4. And if you look again, if you go back to Q4, you can quite clearly
1: see that um hold on a second let's just go back i'll just go back there we go a big thing for the agents chris that they need to do is if they've got deals that are starting to get aged uh, in their pipeline that you really do need great sales progression that you need good technology good people and the right suppliers to help you get these things through the other end because if the mortgage offer runs out and it has to be redone it's going to be an aborted probably because the cost of borrowing is going to have you know and we're still in a cycle where some stuff in your pipeline has got an interest rate attached to it that cannot be achieved anymore. Um, so so there's going to be a problem if that mortgage offer runs out. Now the good news is it means the buyer is motivated, but you've got to get to grips with the chain, everybody in it. you know you've got to you've got to progress the sale rather than understand why it's not gone through. Um,
0: I, mean, uh, you know, I I wholeheartedly agree I mean there's two big things here. one is reservation agreements have fall through rates in the single figures. And another one is great sales progression. I know we have a mutual friend. We're not doing a promo here, but we've got uh, ASAP, Richard Megson. He, you know, his average um, length of, of, of sale is, is 12 weeks. When when you consider that the average in the country is 19. I think, I think he's lower than
1: that now, Chris. I think he's down See, at 11. He'd have, to, he'd have to come on and corroborate with you. I'm sure he'd be texting you right now while he's listening to this. But yes, I mean, people like ASAP, they they take away the problem of sales progression in its entirety. They pay you for the privilege and they they... Reduce your time scales and they um, uh, they improve m p s scores uh, you know I, I there isn't a single biggest argument not to business argument not to be working with them or at least talking to them to understand what it is they do um but but and reservation agreements you know I've got a number of clients that operate reservation agreements um there's a well known agency in sheffield that i've been talking to recently um and they simply, you know, if the, if the owner doesn't want to work under, as my understanding of it, I need, I'm i actually talking to them again next week. But if, if the buyer won't sign a reservation agreement, um, at the very worst case, the property doesn't come off the market. But I also think that they decline instructions where the owner doesn't want to work under that basis. Um, their market share has gone up because they use it as a sales pitch. They use it on the point of entry into the market. Now, if you're a serious seller of course you want your agent to take a reservation deposit. Of course you want a locked-in buyer. Of course you want there to be punitive measures for the guy that offers on free and pulls out of yours because, you know, he doesn't like the way the wind's blowing or he thought the shed was included when it wasn't. So I think reservation deposits um, are are here to stay and growing. Um, I think there's something agents should be looking at. I think, you know, you've got people like, again, I know it's not an advert, but you've got, You've got Gazelle, you've got uh, the guys at Network Auctions have got their product, you've got I Am Sold. You know, all these guys can solve your problems, but but you've you've got to break away from tradition and be, be, be brave enough to ask someone for a deposit. You've got to get out of your comfort zone to mend your industry. Um, if you mend your industry, you'll have, I believe, a lot of the reason people don't move, nothing to do with interest rates, nothing to do with cost of, you know, it's this it's this shit show that goes on that they've only got you know a, a one in three chance of it falling through. They're scared, they're scared of the process. Well, give them a clarified, transparent process. Reservation deposits are for me an absolute must, and I would be working with them hard and fast, um, or or a version of. Um and I absolutely would be um upskilling my sales progression or outsourcing my sales progression, or at the very least, giving the outsource guys an opportunity to compare a handful of files and i guarantee you they'll get them through quicker with better mps scores a lot of stress relief removed from your team therefore less resignations happier place to work and those people can go and do their other things like getting prices down um but yeah sales progression reservation deposits are huge because if we don't get on top of it th- we will end up with a register of properties that isn't selling and an under offer draw that's not exchanging
0: again wise words wise words indeed um, so as I said, we're, this week we're at 30.26% of fall-throughs again, just so you're aware that shows that on that graph year-to-date. But basically, if you've sold 10 houses that week and, th- and then three from your sales pipeline fell through, that's a 30% fall-through rate. It's not a, brilliant, not a brilliant way to judge it, but it's the best that we, we can look at. The number of fall-throughs this week, as we said, 6,145. And again, a lot of people forget this, but the fall-through rates were a lot higher where in the in the glory years of 21 and 22. So just bear that in mind, that it wasn't all grass and roses in those times, although there was a lot more sales. Let's look at net sales. Now, interestingly, we got some feedback from someone on the, on YouTube and said, could you show us something where the whole year is? So for the purposes of this going forward, we've got the whole graph for you, boys and girls. And just we'll just have a quick look at this. The white dots is the average of 17 to 19. The yellow line is this year. The green line is 21, the yellow dots are um, 20, and the turquoise is 22. So, again, as we say, net sales are dropping slightly, and we're running uh, at a level of around um, 14,000, and it's been slightly drifting down that way for the last couple of months. But again... To
1: look, to, to, to let's, just, let's just put that into, into perspective, the, the, and this is the bit that concerns me. The sales line is dropping. Um it's August, so you'd expect it, but it is dropping. It's below the averages. But the number of, the amount of stock for sale is increasing. So so, so the gap between hope and actual commission, is, is, and every listing you take on the market, you are spending money to do so. There is time, effort, and energy. And you're also potentially putting a black mark against your business's name if you fail to sell it. Um, or if you have to reduce it five or six times to sell it. So, um if you if you can't see the downside of 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 overvaluing, please look at these slides and understand you're 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 killing your reputation. You're saying to the person that lives opposite, don't go and instruct these guys because they've had this one on for months and can't sell it. You're you're attracting similar, you know, you you become an avatar. If you've got overpriced instructions in your for several, guess what you attract? Other overpriced instructions because the people are comparing their house to your stock. Um so this, this is this is the most worrying slide. I know you've kindly sent them to me a little bit ahead where, where you think, right, okay. So yes, we expect the August sales to drop from where they were, but, but they should actually be as a percentage of the actual opportunities we've got. And if, if, if you do that, the gap between what, what have we got to sell versus what we are selling, well, the gap's getting bigger and bigger. And that is the estate agent's fault, not the owners, not the buyers, not interest rate. That is the estate agent's fault um guys we need to collectively collaboratively fix that if you've got a property you can't sell share it with a competitor that can G- wake up modernize the industry think about ways to do it because there's so much commission in these for sale rules it, 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 it's it's exciting so much inability to get that commission into invoices it's frightening
0: interestingly this number here at 90.8 which is 98 point 90.8 percent uh, 2013 compared to the average of 17, 18 and 19 has steadily been sliding. If you roll the clock back to the uh, late spring, early summer, we've actually got up to 95% of, and that's been slowly dropping incrementally again, a couple of uh, percentage point, you know, 0.1, 0.2 each week. That's been, last week that was 91.2. The week yeah. before that, it was 91.8.
1: It's been slowly. Yeah being dripped away, edged away? Well, the, the, slide, the slide is tracking to roughly 20% less uh, net sales, which means at some point we'll have 20% less completions. Um, now, I don't like the idea of the market shrinking by 20% because I know that the 20% average- 20 what, eight, Ian? Volumes we're, of transactions in a given 12 month period. Okay,
0: so we're ninety point we're 90. 90.8% of the average of 17, 18 or 19. But yeah, we are... but,
1: that's, but it's slipping. Each each week it's slipping. It slipping. Yes, yeah. it is slipping. So, so if, if so we 20% do, this,
0: uh, do you think we'll end well, up because I, less than 17, 18
1: or 19 by the end of the year? I think the current trajectory of the slip would suggest that we're going to be roughly 20% down on tra- on net sales. Um, compared to when? Uh, compared to the previous... Uh, well, compared to... Uh, You've got me now. To be honest with you, I think it's compared to the average of seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Because I was using your okay. slide I, I mean, I yeah.
0: If we yeah, if we continue on, if we continue at the same rate as we are, we've got another twenty weeks of about point 0.1. So they're point one, 0.2. So we are going to end up probably somewhere in the order of probably twenty, probably not much, but some, definitely somewhere in the mid mid to
1: late teens. And yeah, so mid 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 to late teens reduction. In net sales means at some point you've got mid to late teens reductions in turnover income. Yeah. Um, and you know, t- 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 taking certain big elite agents out of the equation, um, most estate agents that I would visit on a day to day basis have a profit margin of between nine and fifteen percent. So the, not being funny, but they do not have so overvaluing or not dealing with the overvaluation early enough. Um, both of which are are evils, will eventually let you tick a box to say that you've got market share. Let your right move donut show that you've got market share, none of which pays the bills. What will pay the bills is correct and good and consistent and persistent advice to your clients, which might mean the odd instruction that your competitor wins, but let them have it. You'll sell more. The industry will recover and we won't end up with a 20% deduction. We'll end up with a 10% deduction. We might even end up with, if we really grow a pair, and, and the business leaders and the owners really get to grips with, right, guys, get all the overpriced stock off. Tell the owners you can't help them anymore in the right and polite way, because they really need to either come off or reduce or let to buy or let to let. What they mustn't do is stay where they are at the wrong price. Don't allow them to do it. It's not on my watch. Get that stuff off. You'll see a massive spike in reductions, but you'll see a massive incline in sales. Um, and we might be able to make it up. But at the moment, I think we could go to 100 percent. And I think we could be as low as 20 percent down. So the swing, would be huge. Massive. Um, but, but what's interesting, if you take the agents that are doing the right things, they're not ninety percent, they're over a hundred percent. This ten percent is an, a national average, but some agents are feeling that to the tune of twenty thirty percent already because other agents are grabbing hundred and ten, hundred and fifteen, hundred and twenty percent. I are we allowed to name agents on here without without Yeah, saying? yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, Quillian Co. take Quillian Co. They this slide means nothing to them. They're growing market share, they're growing revenues. Where are they <laughs> based in? The in Sittingbourne, in Kent. Right. Huh? Yep. Yeah. So they're they're changing the market. They're one of many, by the way. I just happen to name them because it's a nice, easy one office business to to look at. It's a big business. It turns over you know multi million pounds worth of money out of one office. But the simple fact is, these stats mean nothing to them because they're not doing the same as everybody else. They're not doing what they were doing five years ago. They've modernised their business. They've modernised their tech deck. They've modernised their service delivery, their price point, their fee structure. They've modernized the way that they deliver a marketing of a property and they are absolutely taking market share, both in instructions and sales, um, regardless of market, regardless of time of year. And they they they, they are the, the individuals, won't mind me saying this, they're not more skilled than the rest of the market. They're just more disciplined at doing the right thing. Um, the owner's a legend. You know, the owner's a very well thought of respected man, um, both within his community and within the estate agency profession. Um, So so the point being is, guys, if you carry on doing what you've always done, I don't think you're 10% down now. I think you're probably 25% to to 30% down and really feeling the pinch because somebody else is feeding off your table. If if you get it right and you get your systems and processes right, you get your thought right, you get your delivery right, and you get your pricing right, or at least start fixing your wrong pricing, um, you will see a massive turn in fortunes that mean that this 90.8%, wherever it ends up, good, bad, or indifferent, won't you you will get the number you deserve not the number the market delivers you bang on mate
0: bang on right um in terms of the difference between average asking price of property selling versus average price of property coming on the market we are at 16 and a half percent this week which is slightly higher last week it was 11 and I'm putting into pound notes figures though they are there you can see we have got a couple of extra graphs here Price changes as percentage of listings and gross sales as percentage of listings. I know some of you like that. Um, and again, just showing you, we showed this last week, but some of you might have missed the show because you were on holiday. This is the um, sales pipelines in terms of units each and every month going back to t- 2017. The Pink lines are July's because i uh, so you can compare apples with apples. Um, Ian, we're going to spend two or three minutes just whizzing through the uh, regional stuff. And again, what I would say is this. We're not going to bore people to death on the regional stuff. This is all available to download. If you go to YouTube, look at the description of the, of the video itself, scroll down to the bottom or the descriptions. Uh, there's a link there where you can download all these and look at them into your heart's content. Just for the record, the, any of the graphs that are on in this, you can, um, um, without express permission on myself, I, I ask that you do not put it onto social media. but what I do I'm happy to do is this if you want to use any of these on your valuations to use the vendors either face-to-face or uh, in the house on your iPad I've got no issue at all with you downloading these and using them to your advantage to help you don't have to be a client of mine I'm happy to give that to the industry but all I do ask is that you don't push them on social media um let's just look at the regional stuff Ian we'll get then we can get to Crawley so green is good, red is bad in terms of the numbers. Um, and you can quite clearly see that we had some really good months in terms of the in what was happening um, definitely for price changes in um, June and July. And you'll notice that as we move through, it doesn't really matter which area you are looking at. The whole country seems to move up and down at the same levels. Yeah. And, and we always say that we find it fascinating that even though the town the uk property there is no one uk property market it's like a fly's eye it all tends to move up and down at the same sort of levels
1: and um, any thoughts on that before we look at some other stats other than the fact that you know apart from the city itself london i mean uh, and maybe some other inner cities you know generally speaking the market Um, I think the demographic of the people you're dealing with changes. I think your marketing, therefore, has to change and your messaging has to change. But in reality, the prices and the volume and the transactional piece, they they are interlinked within reason. Um, And it is steady as she goes. I mean, I don't, uh, you know, it, it is steady as she goes, but it should be prolific based on the amount of properties we've got for sale.
0: Indeed. And uh, this is a particular graph we would just like to spend a couple of minutes on. We're looking at the percentage sales that fall through. As I said this week, it was thirty point four six, sorry, uh, 30.26, and that's split down regionally. And you can quite clearly see here that we've had a bit, bit of a jump on, on fall throughs in outer London, the southeast, where they've jumped quite considerably over the week. Uh, Yorkshire and Humber seem to be the, the golden boys and girls with their low fall through rates. Um, Scotland is not coloured simply because of the way the law works and the way you agree a property, it's not fair to compare and contrast, but you can see that those numbers are are really out. Uh, sorry, uh clicked on the wrong there. Um you can see their numbers are quite low. Um there you go. We've just got again, these are all available to download. We're not going to spend forever on these, but you can look at these to your heart's content and make your own conclusions. Uh, any final comments before we go to Crawley, Ian? Nope, not really. Steady as she goes. Right then, so boys and girls, uh, today we are looking at Crawley, which for the purposes of this is RH-10 and RH-11. All the data that's been provided so far in the show so far has come from 20EA Insights and we're about to use 20EA Insights for looking at Crawley. This piece of software has been provided to be free of charge by 20EA, on the understanding that whenever I use the data I mention them. This, this software is available to use for any estate or letting agent out there. And it really is right move plus on steroids with rockets and lasers. It simply is absolutely amazing. And you can compare and you can trust. And I particularly like it because it actually shows you um, how well you're doing, not just raw numbers, but actually if you're worth your fee, if you've got a problem with fees other agents are doing low fees or they're overvaluing, this proves all of this. So let's dive in mate and let's go rock and roll. Here we go, because we do like a little bit of. Okay, let's have a look at this. And the first thing we're going to look at is general stock levels in the postcode. And you can quite clearly see here, that this sort of this graph here that you can see so basically Ian, i'm just going to keep talking and you're just going to jump in whenever you see something that's really interesting for you okay so we can quite see, we can see here but the number of stock that's available on the market so at the moment uh, we're looking at july the 973 properties available for sale compared to 694 at the, in july 2022 and 797 in terms, uh, and again, you can you can download that and put that into a graph. Let's look at the different agents. So let's see how agents stock. We'll look at new listings in a second. So the first one we're going to look at is Mansar, Man, Mansell McTaggart, and it looks like that their market share is growing. Again, jump in if you know any of these agents, or you just say, yes, I know them, or then I don't, you know, just. Um, Taylor Robinson, they seem to be pretty pretty average bouncing between six and eight with an average of about eight, per, seven, eight percent there cubit and west again they seem to be pretty
1: pretty static i think i think, I think the big thing here will be to look at because it is literally a quintessential english place and i think what you'll find is is that the, these market shares have probably been fairly robust for these i imagine mean, we take it. i've got more offices covering this area than anybody else um i think uh maybe and west might be up there but um the uh, the basic scenario will be what percentage of the, that they're listing are they actually selling because that that that's the real key. We,
0: we would, don't um, you worry about that, Ian, because you've been on the show before. We will get to look at that, um, but you can quite clearly see here that the big five agents, okay, so Mansart, Mansell, McTaggart seem to be growing, which is quite rare. You know, that the, the big agent they tend to be nibbled at well done obviously they dipped as you can see here in 21 from 12 and they were bounce around eight and the general direction is is that it's been going in an upward direction so well done it's, it's,
1: it's also to be fair it's a regional player not a corporate and it's franchise so each individual business albeit shares the same name as i understand it i think they are individual businesses in their own right albeit with maybe a common thread through them in terms of some ownership is uh universal but um you know, it, it shows you the importance of recruitment it, because of their model, they've got very good key players that they've been able to attract and retain because they're part of the part of the fabric, part of the ownership, and their you know, their their pride and need to get to get properties sold and listed will will be greater than the guy that's just held, taking his corporate salary.
0: Indeed. Interesting. Talking of corporates, we've got Connells there, they seem to be slipping in terms of their market share of stock. But again, whether you said it or not, we'll come on to it. Uh, Cuppet and West, which are, again, a regional player, they seem to be pretty average up and down a bit, but nothing nothing silly. Aston's a regional player as well. So, yeah, interesting there. Let's move on and look at what how agents has been doing with sales. So the average property that's come on the market um, in the last uh, two and a half years has been 393. Let's remember that. So um, Mansell and McTaggart, let's just look at their their. Um, and again, as you can quite clearly see, so their, their average price is 4.42, which means that they obviously deal with middle, middle, upper markets. Uh, Taylor-Robinson's average, so they're slightly below average in terms of the, the properties they take. Let's go and look at Connell's, 4.28. So again, they're slightly posher. Cubit and West, 3.58. So again, they're dealing with the first-time buyer properties. Aston's, 3.60, again, first-time buyers. Homes Partnership, Three six one again, ten, just off the, uh, just below the running average, as does Fox and Sons. Let's has got Home Wise four, four two four. Um, Home
1: Wise, is that not the is that not the thing where they, it's a shared exercise? Yes, they are. They, yeah, yeah, you're right. So, their, so average, got, their average price is a waste of time in terms of this this exercise. Yeah, you've got to take that with a slight pinch of salt because. Well, also, the, I, think, I think you've got to take that stock out to get the overall market because depending on which agent works with them. Um, the advert can appear twice once with home we can we can agent.
0: we'll we'll take that out in a sec on the next screens and then you've got zoom here at 424 let's just have a quick look at the upper quartile see which agent seems to be the posh agent so i'm going to go for 750 above as the upper quartile um no i'm going to go
1: a bit more than that let's just have a quick look uh, Manson M- M- mctaggart do you appear to have a nice uh spread you know whatever you tick whatever you do they they, they're listing more selling more they've got a nice spread they've got a higher average price they're listing well in most of the price ranges that you've ticked there in comparison to others um that's quite that's
0: nice to see that the big agent does have okay they're probably not dealing with the posh i don't i mean let's just have a quick look there aren't that many houses above a million but if we're looking at the the normal posh bit they're they're, they're still the biggest though they're still the biggest, which is really rare. I've only ever seen that once, and that's in Exeter.
1: And, and I think I think that's their recruitment model. They they have partners who uh, uh, somebody from Mazumdar Taggart might have to come on and put me right on this, but I think the majority of their offices are in effect a bit like Richard Drains in Twindon. There's 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 a it's not just a branch manager that works for the owner. He's a branch director that has a share of the business, whether that be small or big um so it's sort of like a franchise on steroids it, it it's a really good way of making sure you get the best people and this is a people business if you get the best people you get these sorts of results
0: indeed interesting connells are number two there uh in the posh range which again is interesting to see you don't normally see them guys uh uh eating at the bit at the posh table so well doing connells on that one but Tower, you really are putting some some trees up there, so well done. Okay, let's move on and actually see which of these agents are actually doing their job and selling their houses. Okay. So again, we'll just take Homewise out because they're not uh for anyone that doesn't know, Homewise work with one particular agent, put the house on the market at a much cheaper price with a lifetime mortgage. Do check them out. They um I don't know whether they're successful or not, I've not see many sales. The sales aren't coming through yet, so I don't know if they are successful. Right, okay. So uh, for anyone that hasn't seen this graph before, we're, basically what we are looking at is um, what do they actually achieve for the property? So what's been happening here is 20EA um, on their insights platform, which again, you agents can have this. I believe if you have one or two postcodes, it's free of charge. If you have a few more postcodes, you pay a little bit extra. I don't know what the charges are because I don't get any commission or kickback. But what um, I do know is this, is, is it well, is this what what I'm looking at now, you can have this. Um, but please don't mention my name because i'm not on Kickbacks. um right here we go so mansell mctaggart put on 375 houses and what what happened is is that 20ea have looked at they've done an automated valuation model on that property and on all 375 they've done the same with taylor west and everyone else okay so therefore mansell mctaggart have put the the average price that they put the property on the market for is 1.98 percent this is over the last 12 months 1.98% over what they think the house is worth. And you quite clearly see here that in the top 10, the ones that seem to overvalue the most is Fox & Sons at 4.29. Um, interestingly, uh, you know, good to see that Mansell & Taggart there are not abusing their, their position and overvaluing. They're getting it on at fair prices. Uh, and that seems one of the lower ones. Holmes, Holmes' partnership seems to be one of the best at, at
1: 1.38%. So that's just Homes are, are, well, uh, if it's the business I think it is, it might not be. Uh, They're they're, they're a well-run organisation, although the ones I'm thinking of are more Surrey-based, so maybe they've not gone that far yet. But it's interesting, uh, Manziel and Taggart are just doing the job, aren't they? They're getting out there, they're valuing enough, they're taking enough on, they're taking the right stock on, they're taking the right stock on at the right price, don't know what their fee proposition is, but ultimately it's a good business model. Well, let's
0: let's prove that okay so therefore what what's happening is this is mansell mctaggart are achieving 0.72 percent of the original asking price well taylor robinson what are overvaluing at 2.57 but therefore they're being dropped one by 1.45 now again any agents watching this percentages are quite difficult to, to work out so therefore what what happens is this they level the playing field and say if everyone put on a 450 grand house what would you actually achieve for it okay mansell mctaggart over the last 12 months have achieved four hundred and fifty-five thousand pounds for it taylor robinson 454 and Cubitt and west 452 aston's at 440 homes at 449 so again if i was mansell mctaggart and going up against say, Fox & Sons, I could say I'll get an extra couple of grand because it's the difference between 455 five and 453. And there are others in there where they are much lower. Now, those are quite tight, but it just shows that this is independent data that proves you know what, you, what you're you actually going to get. Any thoughts on this before we go
1: and look at the percentage of houses they sell, Ian? I think the overriding thought is, is that overvaluation creates a cost of the listing, which gives you a temporary feeling of winning, but actually in the long term, it kills your P and L. It kills your reputation. Um, so, so do you, if you under if your model is win at all costs, i whether that be fee price or a combination of the two, um, this market's not it's not going to work out for you very well. You're going to end up on the wrong side of the P and L. Um, it might feel it might take a bit of time for that to wash through, but I, trust me, you are going to be in bother. Um, you know, I think, I think, I think anyone sub 2% is fine. I think, you know, there has to be some flexibility. Of course, you've got a little bit of vendor request, you know, you've got a little, you know, you have to have flex. You can't just go to someone else and say, well, that's the price. I'm not prepared to budge at all. Take it or leave it. Cause you know, that isn't going to work well either. So there has to be, a bit. but anyone that's within 2% is, is doing a good job. Um, and of course you'd be expecting to have to reduce some properties because you can't, you don't want to be telling your people to put it on at the lowest price straight away. You do want to test things. You do want to have a, a look within the realms of reasonability and possibility. And again, I'm a firm
0: believer that the valuers should be managing their own properties. And you know, if you've got to put it on at an overpriced, don't leave it to little floss who's a 20, 21 21-year-old Neg. If you, you know, get it down yourself, be man or woman about it. Right, let's move on, because this is my favorite part of the show where we actually look, oh bloody hell, look at this. That's mate. Also, oh, I shouldn't swear, I do apologize. Right, okay, so we're totally ignoring new instructions, new instruction market share, sold subject to contract, sold subject to contract percentage, we're ignoring those completely. We're ignoring price changes and falling throughs, Ian I'm sure you'll want to come back and have a look at those, but the simple fact is this, and again apologies for anyone who's not, who watches the show every week, you know what I'm about to say, but there's going to be agents in this who have not watched this, especially the ones from Crawley, and The magic thing is this a property will only leave your agency for two reasons. One, if she exchanges, two, if it comes off your books, which is a withdrawal. And look at this. Hands down, this is, Ian, it's been a long time since I've seen this. The number one agent by a country mile, because you can see their market share is huge. Look at that exchange ratio 69.49% of the houses that have left that Manson Taggart's Taggart's books in the last 12 months have exchanged contracts. Whilst Taylor Robinson, 58. Cubitt and West, 59. Aston, 69. Okay, Holmes is higher at 76.
1: So it left their books and exchange contracts with somebody else or with them or unknown? It's exchanged with them. Yeah. I mean,
0: look at this. Okay. Fox and Sons, which are part of the country, are uh, part of the countrywide Connells group at 42, Inspired at 72. I mean, this some impressive, you know, the average estate agent in Crawley has exchanged contracts on 60.27% of houses. And the number one player is at 69. That is fantastic. Well done, Mansell. Let's just have a quick look and just see if there's any other decent players in there. Uh, Purple Bricks at 54. Again, normally they're one of the better ones. Uh, Zoom, really good at 77. Uh, More & Partners at 86. Garnley Bewley at 60. New Move at 71. And uh, Move Resolution at 76. And Choices at 74. So there's a huge mix there. But again, ladies and gentlemen, if you've got this bit of kit, you can actually say, Mrs. Miggins, if you come on the market with me, you have a 20% greater chance of moving. And here's some stats to prove it. Um, anything on that before we move? Do you want to talk about price? Anything that jumps out at you on price changes? I mean, some no, big uh, 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 purple uh, uh, bricks. Uh, you're wow. Come on, guys. Purple bricks, sixty nine. You can do better than that. Come on. Uh, zoom at sixty. There, there are
1: there are, some, there are some traditional agents that would look down. There, joking aside, there me included that would look down their nose at purple bricks, and and they're actually not doing as well as them. You know, Fox Fox and Sons are actually below purple brick. They sell less percentage of the stock. Why would anybody instruct Fox and Suns? Why?
0: sure they're a brilliant estate agent. Right,
1: um, very <laughs> polite. Okay, so I'm going, we're going to remain impartially in because we are, yeah, um, well, we, can only, we can only talk about this particular town because obviously I'm sure they've got some, in fact, I know they've got some very good offices, but that ain't one of them.
0: Right. Moving on. Uh, how quick do agents sell their houses? So you can quite clearly see that the agent who seems to be selling the houses quickest is Aston's Home Partnership at 31, 35 days. Uh, Mansell the at 37, well done, it's only six days. And then we can actually look how long it takes to do your sales progression here. So you can see the best agent is inspired, whilst Zoom is the worst, 154 days, 128 days are inspired. Then add them all together, Number one, you know, there's a big difference here. Mansell McTaggart, the quickest estate agent from new instruction through to completion, one hundred and sixty-six days. Whilst- uh,
1: and doing it on volume as well, which is always- and doing it on volume.
0: Whilst yeah. you look at you say your Fox and Sons at two hundred and twenty-five. I mean that that's that's three months. That's a huge difference. Absolutely huge difference, or
1: well, just under three months. Uh, what does NI mean? Say again. NI is new instruction. Yeah. New instruction no instruction to social contract so the subject contract to completion is where a lot of the big variances yes. um so if you these are the, you know the people that aren't well i mean i'm not even funny but even the biggest number there is way below what you could you could have it at if you were working with the right suppliers and had the right processes even that's bigger than Aquilian co's number
0: i mean if you don't mind but, me saying mansell at target biggest market share who's one of the best estate agents to actually sell houses i'm going to stress these they're not my clients i have no clients in crawley at all but best estate agent but they're not mine terms... they're not mine. Not mine
1: either just just in case okay Badly,
0: uh, looking at those right. numbers i think yeah big big shout out to mansell McTaggart. give us a shout no but um and they sell the quickest and they get a decent price and they get the most one of the highest figures sold so if you want to have a look, then go and look at their social media, go and look at their right move and just get a flavour of what they're doing. That's the purpose of the show is to get insight. OK, we'll move on. We'll have a quick look at the rental market. And you can quite clearly see that the open rent is the biggest agent, as you uh, as is you would expect. They're uh, the agent that basically private landlords can give to and it goes on right move. Aston seem to be the Dalios when it comes to the rental market. doesn't look like there is a student market here. And again we're just having a flavor of what's happening there's leaders coming in there uh our friends choices seem to be dropping down on market share and again this is new instructions so again it doesn't give you a flavor of what stock they've got we we can't track stock uh well we can have a good idea what the stock is compared to what the new instructions are but that's that's a that's a 10-minute chat and we don't want to bore people to death
1: well, right. I, I, I tell you what I can say. If there is, is anyone from Mattson Woodtaget watching, you either need to buy, build, or find a rental business to go alongside your fabulous sales business. Indeed, yeah, you're right.
0: Actually, they're no, they're not there, which is really rare. So all sales or hardly any lettings. Interesting. Right, Ian. As always, you've been effing brilliant. We love you to bits.
1: Um, final thoughts before we go. Just like, yeah, I, I, my final thoughts are, but you know, agents, you should be excited about the number of opportunities you've got in your for sale draw. Stats, stats give you an indicator, but you've got to be careful you don't get stat overload and become frightened. Or um, you can you can use stats to excuse your performance. You can use stats to uh, give you strategy and, and, and ignite your future strategy, which is what I would prefer you do. But understand that you have it within your fingertips to simply go and speak to all of the people that you currently got listed and put right your listers wrongs. And if you're a business owner saying that my listers can't get the prices down, we're going to do it for them. Um, If you're a lister that says, you know, my my negotiators can't sell my stock, absolute bullshit, you're hiding, go and get the prices sorted. because every one of these houses that comes on under our guidance at the wrong price under our guidance, I understand some of them are because the owner is, albeit I, you know, turn it down. Every one of those properties that comes on that doesn't sell is damaging our industry's reputation, our ability to have throughput. Um, you're damaging the value and the worth of yourself by ticking a box to say you've got a listing, but not ticking a box to say you've got somebody moved. And it's about getting people moved.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As always, exceptional. You're extremely good value for money. And that's why you are one of, put on a pedestal right so, as one of the biggest thought leaders in UK State agency. Thank you for your time today. Uh, but more importantly, thank you for watching this show. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in the next show. Uh, if you've got any comments, please put them on the YouTube uh, comments. As I said, all the graphs and everything can be seen, um, uh, be, be, can be downloaded on the um, on the YouTube write-up bits. If anyone's from Crawley, you've got any issues with the stats, please contact 20EA. If you're a state agent, you've liked that platform that we've done. It's called 20EA. It's called Insights. Give them a shout. They're really good. And as I said, I do believe they have a package where they give you a couple of postcodes free of charge. Um, Thank you for your time today and we'll see you on the next show. Thank you.